This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for the Volunteering South Hotspot. It's lovely to be joined in the studio this morning at an easy, easy two metres distance away from me here. Kieran Ford from the Red Cross. Kia ora, Kieran. Kia ora. Welcome. Thank Come you a bit much. closer to your mic. Don't be shy. It, it won't bite you. Yeah. It's lovely to see you. Lovely to meet you. Tell me, what do you do for Red Cross? So, uh, I run the Refugee Support Volunteer Program, uh, which is a volunteer program uh, that's been running for. Uh, well, in Dunedin, it must have been running five, six years now. And um, we put together groups of volunteers to support uh, refugee families when they first resettle in Dunedin. And uh, we help them to settle in and, and get to know how, how the city works and mm. all the different aspects of life that, that perhaps we take for granted when we've been living here for a while. But when you arrive in a new place, it's all a bit scary and all a bit different. And It uh, is. It is. Even when you speak the same language as the locals, it's still, wow, what's going on here? Absolutely. So there's definitely that language barrier for a lot of our former refugees as well. So where are the majority of refugees coming from at the moment into Dunedin? So into Dunedin, um, at the moment, most former refugees are coming from Afghanistan. Right. Um, and over the last five years, we've had um, families also from Syria and Palestine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the country gets uh, former refugees from, from all over the world, and different, yes. different cities have different communities of former refugees. That's um, right. And, and I ask about what's happening at the minute, because it's an indication of what's happening globally in the political sphere where we have a situation where people are needing to hot-footed away from their home. That must be incredibly stressful, having to leave your tūranga waiwai for forever so that your whakapapa can survive. Basically, if you stay, you're not going to live. You have to get out. I, can't, I just actually can't imagine how stressful that would be. Yeah, I think, I think it must be an immensely difficult thing to do, which, which I suppose make, makes the work that we do all the more important so yes. that when they get to the end of that journey, um, they feel safe, they feel welcomed, uh, and they've got this wonderful chance to, to start afresh and make a new home for themselves. Yeah, and it's an active decision on their part too, isn't it? That they've been able to make that decision, like able to just grab the kids and get in a boat and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think, yeah, when, once... Once they've they've gone through that whole that whole journey, um, and the, all the stresses and the strains that that brings, yeah, um, yeah, it's a wonderful thing to be able to uh, to help them out when they yeah, when they finally it, it make is, it to and, and, and thank you to do to to your entire team too for doing that on behalf of us because it's something that we have um, made an active decision as a community to you know actually we have as as a, a democratic system here we've decided that that's what we want to do and a lot of us will be feeling a little bit shy about being a little bit more involved but I'm sure you've got a whole list of things of ways that local people can help support your team support our n- new fellow citizens absolutely there's lots of different ways you can get involved um, so the the primary way that people get involved is to become a, a refugee support volunteer um, and that involves a, a six-month placement with a family, um, which is a, a really fantastic opportunity um, not only to, to, in those first few weeks, really help a family to, to settle in and, and get to know how the city works, mm. um, but it's also a wonderful opportunity to, to really make friends. And it's amazing to see how many of our volunteers uh, continue with, with 
what is swiftly becoming lifelong friendships with, with families in the city that they've, that they've helped support. Um, but also, if, if that uh, perhaps isn't the, the best volunteering opportunity for you, there are lots of other ways to get involved as well. Um, we have volunteers who make amazing kai to provide for the families in those first few days when they first arrive so that there's a lovely, uh, warm, delicious meal waiting oh, for them when they, when they finally get to their house. It seems so obvious, doesn't it? But somebody has to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got an amazing team of um, really talented chefs who, who put that together, which is really wonderful. Awesome. And we have people um, who, who work to um, put together a pack of donations of bedding and kitchen essentials and all the kind of things that... Um, I mean, when you're when you're arriving in a new place and you've only got your uh, the the airline allowance of two bags, yeah. then there are so many things that you need when you first get here, like uh, oh, spatulas, pans, bedding. the kitchen sink, literally, or, literally the kitchen sink, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so. There there are ways that many of us can get involved without being fully tethered to a full time commitment. One hundred percent, yeah, and it's and it's really important that we get people from all different walks of life as well. Um, so we need we need people who are who've maybe got a, a weekend free or a, a couple of evenings a week free, or mm. and then the, those that um, perhaps are retired and have the have the um, time in the daytime as well. So we we always put a team of people together when we're looking after a family, and that then really helps to make sure that that we've always got someone there uh, mm. in that team who, who can support the family throughout the week. What a great idea. Actually, that reminds me of seeing uh, one of those heartwarming um, good sort stories on the television of an evening of a, a local granddad who'd adopted some refugee grandkids and, you know, just basically through that first contact relationship that grew into story reading. and Yeah, totally. Yeah, are, how neat. There are a lot of those good sorts around doing amazing mahi and it's, yeah, it's really uh, it's re- rewarding work to be able to kind of uh, just witness that that mm. kind of love and generosity being shared around the it community. It is about love, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's really hard to muster up the energy for it, but it's always worth it. It is, it, it is. And it grows in and of itself. Um, yeah, it, it does. And as a volunteer, um, whatever you put in, you definitely get uh, as much, if not more, in return in, in terms of uh, that, that reward for doing that, that, Wonderful. that work. Yeah. How will people get in touch with you if they want to find out more, Karen? Absolutely. Uh, so uh, perhaps the easiest way would be through the uh, the Red Cross website, which is, uh, see if I can remember it off the top of my head, but it's uh, www.redcross.org.nz. Easy. Easy. I got there. Phew. I've only been <laughs> in the job a few months, so that was a good test. Um, alternatively, uh, you can also, we've also got an advert through Volunteer South at the moment as well. So and that's please, on their website. It is on the, on the Volunteer South website. Which I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, That's quite a bit longer, that one. I think so. I'm sure that if you type Volunteer South into your search engine, then it will pop straight up there. There may even be an ad that shoves it straight to the top of the list. You never know. So you've been here for... You just said, yeah, I've been in the, only, in, yeah, only in the role a, a couple of months, yeah. So, it's, and I can hear by your accent that you've almost, almost fully Kiwiized your almost, vernacular. Almost. Uh, yeah. Uh, Where did you come from? So, I grew up in the UK, yeah. uh, and in February I will be six years in Dunedin. Um, and That's I can still remember, yeah, I can still remember the the first day I arrived. Landed, I landed for the first time on Kiwi soil on at, at uh, Mamona Airport, and really terrified to see. You know, where, where's the city I, I thought I was moving to? <laughs> all, all I can see is, is a couple of sheds and a few cows. So, <laughs> I think I had a, perhaps a a, a brief a brief. Uh, uh, 
insight into the experience of, of what a refugee might might feel like when they finally land yeah. in Dunedin yes. Airport and think, "Crikey!" Was it? Yeah. I knew it was a I knew it was a small town on on the ed- edge of the world, but I, but I didn't realise it would be this small. The but, top of the world. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a fantastic view from here, don't we? we Just do, goes we do. on and on forever. Yes, it is quite uh, remote, but we like it that way. And with uh, digital media, we're never that far away from anywhere, really. It's very true. We um. We are certainly able to keep in contact with our family and friends on the other side of the world. How about refugees, political refugees? Are they able to do that or is all connection with their homeland completely severed? No, certainly um, certainly former refugees uh, in Dunedin have, have very strong connections still with, with, um, with, with where they've come from and with, with family and communities back there. And uh, yeah, you're mm. absolutely right that, that technology is a wonderful way of keeping in touch. Yay. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I, it, that would make it slightly easier. I think so, yeah. To get away from the strife, but still know that you can quickly phone home. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, just that, this internet thing, it, it is a... Um, a boon, but it's also a bit of a drag. <laughs> We're constantly tethered to it, aren't we? We are indeed, yeah. Yeah, so I think one of the things that I'd like to do this weekend, volunteer for myself, <laughs> and turn my phone off at some point, and just go completely digital free for a bit. Oh, and then I'll connect back in again so that I can have that five-way conversation with the four generations of our family. That'd be awesome. That sounds like a lovely weekend. Yeah, yeah. I think we could all um, be grateful for where we are, the safety of living in the deep south of Aotearoa, New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got these wonderful support organisations for us and for our new fellow citizens. Thank you, Kieran. Oh, you're it's, very welcome. Um, it's a pretty great uh, job to find yourself in. Like You've actually got experience of moving in being an outsider a little bit yeah but yeah no it's it's a really rewarding work i feel i feel very lucky to have this job yeah yeah and you're not an outsider anymore because hey that's what we like here in naughty footy once you're here you're here stuck here forever yeah take this pedal and start pedaling you're on the work <laughs> now yeah it's good it's great thanks so much for coming in this morning uh, taking time out of your busy day what's Thank next you on your me. schedule well, we have a family of uh, former refugees arriving next week. So next on my schedule is working with the team of volunteers to uh, plan plan arrival week. Make sure we're all at the airport with a sign saying welcome. Oh, neat. Yeah. How many languages of uh, signs have you got? Oh, that that is a very good question. Uh, definitely, definitely three, four, five languages on those signs at the moment. Excellent. I'm sure we can get a few more. Yeah. Well, over time, as our um, diversity diverses, uh, yes, we've got um, and and coinciding with this uh, terrific resurgence and in, in support for all of us learning to do Māori at our own pace. I notice with uh, Palestinian and uh, Afghani colleagues that they're the first to jump on board that one yeah and um gently encourage the older new zealanders amongst i mean older as in been here longer rather than individual age i could never do that (laughs) (laughs) i'll find myself in deep hot water yeah Yeah, just that, that that lovely understanding of embracing everything that they've got when they come here it's it's makes me feel really proud thank you yeah. Um, a lot of people think Red Cross, they think uh, mesh tents, uh, first aid <laughs> courses, 
So we've got quite a few streams here, but it all boils down to looking after human health and safety, doesn't it? It absolutely does, yeah. And we do do those things as well. Yeah. Uh, plenty of first aid courses and blankets and tents as well in the office. But yeah, mm. everything we do is all about that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And uh, head of Red Cross Nursing still in Dunedin? I no, don't know. I've got a drawing a blank there. So yes, that's a yeah, little yeah. bit of um, reconnaissance that I need to do too. Okay. Too. So it's coming up 9.22 and a half. And Kieran has told me that one of his favourite local groups is Cat Gun Steel. So to see you out and thank you for coming in this morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a real pleasure. Lovely to hear about this mahi and to share it with our listeners. We're going to play... Uh, Sophie's whilst, but bear with me because there's quite a few buttons to press and I've already given my age away this morning. <laughs> Technologically, technologically challenged is perfectly normal for my age group. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you, Karen. Mighty order. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.